0: If you want to stop leaving money on the table, hop over to our website and get your copy of the five commonly missed opportunities to save money with your taxes um, at the bottom of the website. So check that out. I'm Jamie O'Hane, CPA, small business, advanced tax planning and compliance extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. Welcome. I am Jamie O'Kane with Abundant Beans, where we believe you should keep more of what you earn and the way to accomplish that is through proactive tax planning. And today we have our special guest, Clint Latham. Mm. Uh, Clint is the owner of Luca Veterinary. Data security. Data, security? That, yeah. data security that's right yeah, Welcome yeah. At, we just call it the <laughs> bit around here when they're yeah. when they're fixing our gmail issues yes um, exactly like the champs they are um thank god um that was a tough one yeah I, yeah it was a whole thing um with two senior yorkies clint understands the need to have a trusted veterinary to care veterinarian to care for his family members Clint's goal is to help veterinarians realize the value of their data and help them take steps to protect it so that they can fact focus on what is most important, quality care for their for our four legged family members. Mine is up here, and I have to tell you, I'm a little bitter. She loves my husband more now. And we knew that it was gonna be it's just a matter of time, but now I'm just I'm a little bitter still. Yeah. <laughs> it just happened like a couple of days ago, and I'm just <laughs> but you were mine,
1: like yeah, for a while. But you were we were best friends. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um Clint saw a drastic increase in the number of sub- number of si- number of cyber attacks in the veterinary industry, and he decided to build a solution to help hospitals protect. Um, keep pops. Oh, I cannot read. I told you I've been doing. I've been doing research <laughs> today. My my, my eyes are right, like, yeah. what is happening? To build a solution to keep hospitals protected while simultaneously keeping IT costs under control, providing veterinary hospitals the services they need and nothing that they don't. Yeah, thank you
1: so much for coming to hang out with us today. Oh, yeah, super excited to be here. And I guess I should probably update my bio because I don't have any dogs right now. I lost, we so for a while, you know, I had lost, I had lost, we lost cash like a year Mm -hmm. ago. And I was like, yeah, we still have the other one. And then we lost him this March. And I just haven't had the heart to say, like, Clint is no longer a dog owner at this moment. (laughs) And it's really rough. (laughs) It's a rough rough. run.
0: Yeah. yeah, we lost um, Tonka uh, two years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's still, still pretty rough. Yeah, he was here for.
0: Yeah, it's no fun. Yeah, thirteen plus years.
1: Yeah, exactly. Crazy. I mean, that's a long time, right? Like, I was—I think about like how different I am from like the time that we got like a Treu and I'm, you know, 15 years ago. I was like, I don't even know if I'm like the same person. <laughs> like. I'm not. It's, Quite a while, yeah, exactly.
0: Like we were babies without babies at that time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like he was our first kid, and it was like yeah. five houses ago, and <laughs> exactly. You yeah. know, jobs ago, yeah. and yeah, belief systems ago. It's nuts. <laughs> yep. You know, that's nuts what they go through with us. Um. Okay. The first questions first. It's a different one because you've been here before. Um. We will. Link, right. We will link. Um. Clint's. First episode with us in the description box. I literally have no idea what number it was. No idea. Um what is your biggest pet peeve?
1: Ooh, biggest pet peeve. <sighs> when it appears that somebody is just ignoring a subset of facts in any situation i'm like how are you like how are you not like seeing this like or at least (laughs) thinking about it (laughs) or they appear to know about it but they then they just like ignore it and they act like that that doesn't exist you know i think that one's rough because you're like especially like in the in the technology world you know when you're dealing with people and you're like they're complaining and then you're like yes we've been talking about this for a while and they're like yeah but and you're like okay okay that's that's probably it i probably have another one somewhere else but for the most part i'm pretty easy going so like yeah, yeah you likely, are i was yeah, like oh, i'm okay. gonna, like,
0: you're gonna answer because
1: yeah gonna be <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, like, yeah whatever you know it doesn't uh-huh. matter but yeah maybe my parents, dissonance <laughs> yeah i think <laughs> maybe i could put my win. parents down as my biggest pet peeve but
0: <laughs> that's their job right yeah yeah like, yes. their job is too i always tell my kids like if you're not annoyed with me, I'm probably not doing something correct. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I told my daughter the other day, I was like, "Yo, we are your bumpers. We are yeah. your gutter bumpers, kid. Like that's our job.
1: Score that strike. Don't yeah. worry."
0: And <laughs> always, always we we wish her middle name was Loophole because she's the kid that I always finds the loopholes. Whatever, <laughs> like. a, you loophole. tell her she can't that's do. Awesome yeah she's been sleeping in the living room because it's been hot um and i was like you can't sleep on the couch and she, i was like you can't be down here like you need to stay in your room and she was like okay i find her on the floor in the living room and i was like <laughs> i told you you couldn't sleep in here she's like no you said i couldn't sleep on the couch
1: <laughs> loophole <laughs> i'm like okay loophole." <laughs> yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, that's hilarious
0: Someone's just like did I cover my bases on the construction yeah. <laughs> but as uh, for the gutter bumpers I was like where are your gutter bumpers like our job yeah. is to like help you like with what we control like be your gutter bumpers and life you know yep. help you and she's like well you know if you throw it like right down the lane like in the corner like it'll go around and I was like I know loophole <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs>
0: so the last time you were with us uh you were with a different company so give us yeah. the update on your career journey
1: yeah uh now kind of just like more focused on yeah so i guess i should to so preface you know like I was working we working with another company that i really enjoyed mm-hmm. my time and headed there um and it was trying time to do something else and Yeah, I guess in the middle of a pandemic, I decided to start a cybersecurity and data protection company. Although it was an idea I'd been toying with for a while and I was like talking with the other company about, but it wasn't like the right fit. And I, Mm -hmm. I think like ownership wasn't really into it and it never really went anywhere. And then it was like, then when I no longer had my job there, it was like, well, you know, it's... And then I had some backing from people in the industry that were like, I think you should roll with this. And yeah, so we went with it and it's things have been going well. I think, I mean, it's definitely something the veterinary industry needs as a whole. I mean, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, especially if we, as we've gotten into doing a lot more cybersecurity audits. So kind of audit, most hospitals are like, yeah, my IT guy takes care of it. And having been on the other side of the aisle, like in the IT thing, I'm like, no, we had terrible cybersecurity practices. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. see, so you, then you go in and you audit these hospitals and then it's hard because like you understand the IT guy, his excuses, but you're like, I, dude, like, I get it. Like, I know why you're doing it this way. Mm-hmm. just not the right way to do it. And that's why we're here. And there's mm-hmm. this weird dancer, but yeah. Um, just trying to help practices navigate this space. And uh, yeah. And I think a lot of it also comes down to is a lot of hospitals don't want to have like a really expensive fully what we call in the technology world an MSP, mm-hmm. where they're paying, you know, upwards of two to $5,000 a month or whatever for, for it. So it's like, you know, what I had found is if you focus on the cybersecurity and data protection piece first, mm-hmm. that shores up a lot of your gaps that then result in like needing like a full-time IT guy to kind of constantly be fixing things and resolving problems. So if you that kind of shore sense. a lot of that stuff up, then you, do, then, you know, you can kind of get it to a point where it will kind of roll, you know, like as long as you kind of then stay up, think about it a few times mm-hmm. a year and just kind of stay on top of it, um, you can just manage your costs a little bit better. So, yeah that's kind of that's that's my story and i'm sticking to it
0: i'm happy you did because i had a problem <laughs> and i needed to come fix it
1: yeah
0: <laughs> i'm so happy you did yeah because i was like this is over my pay grade and it's a good thing that you yeah. and logan handled it for us because i would have just been
1: yeah, it was a tough one. We were like, what? We were even like,
0: Losing my mind." what is Google
1: <laughs> doing here? Yeah, exactly. What What? What do they got going on here?
0: And I think it's probably, probably easy for you guys to like have started the process instead of like coming into the middle of what once I've created a disaster. I yeah, well,
1: uh, yeah, then you got to reverse engineer for a little bit, but yeah, I mean, it, you would have hit that wall and we've been like, all right, how do we navigate this?
0: Yeah. Logan's so great. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, do not give me any sorry. like, just, I know you're on it. Let yeah. me know what you need for me. Like, I just don't have to deal with it. It's out of my hands. Yeah. yeah. Which is how well, I That's the to idea, right? Yeah. Step over. yeah.
1: <laughs> Although, you know, and for us, sometimes that's fun, right? Is when you get mm-hmm. those challenging problems, when you're like, you really have to like, think about it. And mm-hmm. I, like, I don't, in that problem, it was like, how many times, I don't know how many times, like we were sitting there and we're like, we're, we're digging through the Google cloud console. And we're like, it's just a, the workflow doesn't make sense. And you're like really having to try to crunch the problem and, and try to figure it out. And it's hard when you're working with, you know, big data. And, you know, sometimes the, resp- the support is just, mm-hmm. it's tough, you know, it's kind of all over the place. So you're, you're kind of left to your own devices and uh, yeah, we were able to find it, you know, No, and it was yeah. great. And
0: you were like, well, the first thing we're going to do is back everything up. And I was like, Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We actually had a client come to us because they had an IT guy and, Again, because you know, the IT guys got us covered
0: uh-huh.
1: until he deleted like thirty years worth of work and <laughs> yeah. Cause there was no backup. So yeah, that's a thing.
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine? And the lady was like working on a book and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, all gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that's a great point, though, is like a lot of people think, you know, when they're like, oh, cybersecurity and data protection, like I'm only worried about hackers. Yeah, we're worried about hackers every day and day. We're thinking about how to be on top of that. But the other piece is like protecting us from ourselves. You know, I think the mistakes that we make with our data, how do we make sure we have business continuity in place so that if, when we make a mistake, we can recover mm-hmm. from it, um, I think that was like a good example, right? Like here's somebody that you trust with all your data and they made a mistake, but they didn't have the proper protections in place. So, Yeah.
0: Um, Which is literally segues into my next question. Thank you for bringing that up for me. Uh, What are the biggest holes in security for vet hospitals?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, easy one. The first one is the easy one is like aging equipment. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of hospitals still have Windows 7 machines, I think currently listed, on red canary so red canary is like a big they work on really big um Mm -hmm. like cyber incidences and they're kind of always on top of the game great Mm -hmm. great institution to follow if you're interested and staying up on it, but I think they list like currently 11,000. You to
0: scare 000. the shit out of yourself on a daily basis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I mean, that's, that is a great point. There is a balance between realizing that, yes, cybersecurity is scary, but it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be and it doesn't have to be overly complicated. Right. Um, you just have to have the mindset that it's important. So I think that's two, two pieces. A, aging equipment. Like I said, Windows 7 has like 11,000 vulnerabilities that somebody can take advantage of. And B, like having the mindset that it's, most hospitals have this mindset. Why would somebody want to attack my hospital in Boulder, Colorado, or in Lake Villa, Illinois, or, mm-hmm. you know, why would they spend all the time attacking us? We don't have anything that they, any data that they want of uh, any value data. That's a value that they would want. Mm-hmm. And that's just not how the game works.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: it's this misunderstanding that you get targeted individually that can definitely happen. And there's been some, some stories about that, but The greater picture is like, if you're the weak link in the chain, it's easier for them to break through into you and make money than it is to go somewhere else. And so they really build and deploy tax. And then um, the AVMA actually had a great webinar early last summer and they were talking, they had a cybersecurity expert on there and he, he gave this great analogy that I've kind of ripped off for the last year. And that, that essentially is, it's like a waterfall mm-hmm. where, you know, water looks for the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you most hospitals are the path of least resistance because they have aging equipment that they, there's, you know, they maybe run security patches. Most hospitals are backing their data up on a thumb drive or a hard drive. That's plugged into the server. So I can easily compromise that data, and then now you have nothing. And so now you're relying on me as a criminal to help you recover your data, and then that's gonna be that's gonna be pretty expensive. Um, the other piece too is a lot. We've seen a, a rise in like personal social media attacks this year mm-hmm. with practice owners. Um, late last year, we heard of a practice that guy was about to sell his hospital to a corporate group. Had some personal issues going on. The hacker got a hold of his personal account exfiltrated like all the stuff that he saw going on behind the scenes, then attacked the hospital. And then they were like, Hey, we want like half a million dollars or whatever. And they're like, we're not paying that. And they're like, okay, cool. We're just going to release to the day. You know, we're going to release to all your clients, this messy personal issue you have going on. Then once the corporate group found that they're like, we're out. Like if this happens, like it's going to destroy our customer base. We don't want to have to pick up the pieces from this. So here's a guy who's, who's ready to cash in and retire. And now just again, because you don't have the mindset that's going to happen to you in the blink of an eye, your retirement's gone. So, you know, I haven't heard where they're at currently, but I mean, I'm assuming you can kind of pick that up and clean it up and then eventually resell. But you've planned for this day, you've gone through all this stuff, and then now it's gone in the blink of an eye, just because you didn't have mm-hmm. the right mindset that it could happen to you.
0: That's crazy. It's yeah. just nuts. Um, I mean, obviously, as a CPA firm, like... I don't sleep at night <laughs> or didn't for the longest time, you know, because we had to shore up our security. Like that was the thing that got me. up at night. Because yeah. I mean, that hospital has a, generally a lot less data than we do. That's like super sensitive data, but the I mean, it's the same, right? Yeah. Any business it's the same. Like if we lost all of our client data, not, not only what I have to call the FBI, which is what needs to happen if we get hacked, mm-hmm. but like, you have to have your own data. Like, that's just the thing. Like, it's not about like what you have that's, that might be like used. It's how much do you need your data? Yeah. Like how yeah, important my- is your data to you
1: and your exactly. client
0: list? Yep. <laughs> right. It's yeah.
1: Huge. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the other thing, I guess another big risk is because most people use like free email accounts. Um, it's it's easier to, in some regards to get access to those accounts, mm-hmm. especially when those free accounts are used in so many different websites and stuff like that. So one data breach there results in a massive base or database that we call of, of passwords and stuff that are available on the internet. And then they gain access to your account. And then they, I mean, we've seen, we see this all the time where they gain access to this email account. You don't know that they're there because they set up all these rules. So all the emails they're sending from your account, you don't see them going out. Um, We had a hospital just recently that was basically they lost $47,000 because they were emailing their bookkeeper saying, Hey, we need you to pay this invoice to one of the vendors like IDEX or one of these people. And it wasn't uncommon because they had seen other invoices like this go through before. And so next thing you know, the, the accountants wiring 50 grand out of the account to a hacker somewhere and um, we see it where they get in and they get access. Like if you're a cloud-based practice, so you're using cloud-based practice management system. Because a lot of times your email account's tied, so they'll do a password reset. They'll get access to the account, start scraping invoices, and then from within your account, they just start sending invoices to all your clients, saying like, "Hey, um, we forgot to we forgot to charge you for this dental." Uh, you can simply just pay the link here. So now you have your customers calling you like, why the hell are you sending me this invoice? I paid before we left. We always pay. Mm -hmm. Some people not thinking about if it's something nominal, like a drug charge and they're just paying it Mm -hmm. and then they're coming in and then, you know, then they find out. So you have to pick up the pieces from your client base and then you're losing clients because it's just like a whole, whole deal. So yeah, there's, those are probably the big three things um there's a whole other list of things but those are the big three that come to mind um
0: you know what i got out of that your bookkeeper should not just be sending dollars anyway (laughs) well well, like a two a two-person verification right well what's ironic about
1: that yeah what's ironic about that is is through through the business email account They got access to the practice owner's email account. Mm -hmm. So the email came from the practice owner, the accountant in her defense. I mean, she was like, Hey, are you, I'm about to pay this. Are you cool with this? And they're like, Oh, thank you for checking. Yes. Yes. Go ahead and pay that. It's great. You know, I appreciate you double checking. And it wasn't until they tried to do it again with like another invoice. that was like closer to a hundred grand that she, the accountant then picked up the phone and she's like, we just paid this big invoice for like 50 K. Why are we now having to pay another one for like hundred K? And she's like, the owner was like, "Whoa! What the hell are you talking about? Like, what do you mean mm-hmm. we paid an invoice for fifty? That wasn't me." And then that's how they found out. So who knows how long they were in there mm-hmm. in doing this before they finally figured it out? So yeah, it can be a miss.
0: That's an internal control. And issue. and they <laughs> I mean and regardless. They, yeah, and they have an IT, IT
1: company, to- right? Like that's the other thing is that like there's this message that like, oh, well, I've got an IT guy. Well, it's like mm-hmm. this company has an, an expensive IT company that they work with. And then they called us because they're like, how do we prevent this? And it's like, we thought our IT company had us covered. And that's the other bad thing is it's like, I'm not trying to throw IT companies under the bus Mm -hmm. because I get it. Like you're, you know, it, it, the industry expects you to also be a cybersecurity expert, but. um, But That's not the same thing. No. Right. Yeah. They're helping you trying to fix your printers and all that stuff. They're not there. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's it's a, it's a misconception about what you guys do. I mean, I get a lot of misconception about what I do. Um, so understanding what these pieces are in your business and what needs to happen and what are the different types of people that can help you with those things. Like people are always like, but you're a financial advisor too, or like, I do other things. And I'm just like, no, literally tax. That is it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you know, and like yeah. personal, you know, personal yeah. therapy too. We always yeah, we all do yeah, exactly. that, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's always a misconception that those are the same thing. Right. Um, yep. and I know plenty of businesses that have had massive breaches where they had IT people.
1: Yeah. You know? Oh, it, I mean, that's, I mean, unfortunately for us, that's where like a lot of our business comes in. I mean, we had another hospital in New Jersey that again, they had this IT guy and they're like, yeah, he has this covered. And it's like the fourth time they've been hit. So I'm like, at what point do you start to realize like, He's focused on building your server and doing all this other stuff. Like,
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, at
1: least have us audit his work and then tell him where his gaps are Mm -hmm. so he can fill those gaps. But yeah, it wasn't again until they got hit and then they lost data and they couldn't, you know, they lost six months worth of data. They luckily had some like archaic tape backup, like, and I'm still like tape, like who the hell uses, like, I mean, that's, I'm glad you had it because you, you got something.
0: How are you going to recover it though? <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. Right. I mean, we had to, we had to pull in like our SQL engineer and he helped us like do some backend stuff and yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of the whole like GP versus like oncologist or, mm-hmm. you know, like orthopedic surgeon, you know, like sure. They could also probably be GPs and, you know, mm-hmm. we can help with a lot of the other day-to-day technology stuff but our primary goal is to make sure that you know you're secure and safe first and then we can talk about other stuff later but that's our primary goal first
0: yeah i think it's just so important it's just funny because i went in to make a new email address in our gc yesterday and i can't like our people have it locked down like i can create it but i can't log into it because i haven't registered it with our with our um then our with our single sign-on solution
1: oh yeah and i
0: was like Oh, but also awesome. And I don't even- So nobody
1: else can do it. Exactly, yeah.
0: A different option here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was
0: like, I'm not even sure if I need this email address. So (laughs) it was just gonna, you know, I was just trying to solve a quick problem. And I was like, you know, yeah, delete that because I'm just, you know, but then I was like, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, right. Yeah, because then think about how hard it would be for somebody else to do it, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Right.
0: They'd have to have my login credentials credentials. Mm-hmm. They have to know what's going on. And then they would have to be able to like, I can't even do it on the back end. Yeah. And I have admin credentials, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it's really interesting. It's an interesting. Um, it was just an interesting of like, how secure are we? You know, with, with our single sign-on solution. I was like, oh, that's really cool. You know, <laughs> yeah. but also dang it.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's also just like well, okay well yeah. i'll just figure a different way around that yeah. that problem um so what are some of the essentials for keeping data safe so we kind of talked about those but like what are the big things that that need yeah. to happen i mean obviously like one of the big ones is like the same password on everything
1: oh yeah yeah that's bad um i actually went into my
0: google account the other day and i realized there's like a whole security page <laughs> of like passwords <laughs> yeah. and i yeah. had to go in and like delete them because they all had the same it was like all these shopping sites i had used the same password on oh yeah many many moons ago yep and they had all been compromised so i had to go in and delete my accounts change my passwords on the ones i wanted to keep
1: what is it what's interesting is that you do have like um like Apple now has some like kind of like their their keychain now also references like the Have I Been Pwned database and a lot mm-hmm. of these other things to help help me notify of data breaches. Yeah, I mean passwords are passwords are an easy one to to fix. Mo- I mean most hospitals again like if I know what practice management system you're using, I can likely sign into most of your machines um, and then get access to whatever I want. So, and then I mean we've had even on the password thing we had, we were auditing a hospital and we do like a dark web scan and we, we, we look for any passwords, you know, email accounts that we can pull the password for in plain text. And then we see if we can access it, like if it has been updated, well, like five of their primary accounts, the owner, the practice manager, the primary hospital account, all the passwords we were able to get in plain text. We could log into all of them. And then when we brought it up to like the IT guy, he's like, oh yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Like we've never changed those. And I think, yeah, we had an issue a while ago. And it, again, it's just this mindset that like, they're so busy trying to help you replace a computer and do all this other stuff that like, they're fully unaware, but it's like, yeah, what, what, you know, who's going to come after our hospital? And it's like, well, yeah. Until I think the AVMA said the average claim is $150,000, roughly one hundred thirty-five thousand dollars per cybersecurity incident so it's like yeah until you're hit with this hundred fifty thousand dollar bill it's not a big deal but it's like people are aware of these things but they don't think about it so shift your mindset Mm -hmm. Um, update 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 i mean make sure that you're constantly updating all your third-party applications that you're running i'm talking about the basic stuff this doesn't mean if you're running like avomark or um, cornerstone which one day i would love to be able to have the rights to be able to have one of our hackers like try to exfiltrate one of those applications and see what the vulnerability is i think we technically could do it for one of our customers because it's their application but Mm -hmm. in some of those apps i can only imagine what we'd be able to exploit but that's another story but yeah not necessarily worried about updating those constantly Mm -hmm. but things that we know these criminals are going to go after so like chrome vulnerabilities firefox java Mm -hmm. adobe i mean i think over two terabytes worth of passwords were, were stolen from Google Chrome through an Adobe uh, Photoshop, Photoshop, uh, Photoshop exploit was an article I just read. So they look for way these applications, but if you update them, then, then it's not a problem. I mean, if you're one of our customers, we do, we update all those applications daily. So as soon as those updates come out and then making sure like your windows windows or even mac os it's another thing that kills me we have a lot of people like well i use mac like i'm safe and it's like well you don't realize that mac malware outpaced windows two to one in 2020 so you're not safe um so always make sure you're updated passwords give yourself staff- you
0: posted about the chrome update like yesterday yeah. and i was like everybody yeah.
1: make sure your chrome's updated yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yes yeah um yeah, and I think, and then what was the other one? Apple released another zero-day vulnerability for iOS devices too. So for like iPhones and stuff, always make mm-hmm. sure those are up to date. I think that's like the twelfth zero-day they've had this year. Meaning a zero-day tick actually means that they have found out it because somebody's actively ax- exploiting it. So it's like you need to patch it right away. Um, so, so yeah, always. So it's like in a
0: factory. It's like we go back to the day of like. No days until zero since zero incidents like that. Yes,
1: yes, exactly. <laughs> like
0: Monsters monster yes.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So I just completely yeah.
0: like, I, y'all know
1: how old I am now.
0: <laughs> monster thing, yeah. great. Cause it's yeah. how many days till, yeah.
1: Yeah. I um, actually wrote a whole ebook. It's called the five simple steps to protect your practice. And I give you five mm-hmm. things that you can do. You don't have to engage us or another mm-hmm. cybersecurity company. It's five things you can do over a weekend, over a couple lunch breaks that really have the biggest bang for their buck. Give your staff some sort of training. Um, uh, I mean, it's shameless self-promotion. We put out a, one, a, one of the courses we have through Patterson Veterinary University is on cybersecurity. So you could use PVU um, and have them take that course. It's race approved too. So if they need CE, if a doctor needs CE, they can, it's one way to get it. Um, so education is big. Testing your backups, I think is another huge thing. Again, I can't tell you how many hospitals, you know, call us and they're like, yeah, we got hit. Um, but our backups got hit too. So what do we do? And I'm like, well, if you would have called me a week ago, I could help you. But once everything's lost, like I don't have a magic tool that just like pulls, rebuilds your data out of the air. So really testing those, back, nobody tests them They're Again, it's this idea. Oh, our IT guy has us covered. And it's like, yeah, until they're backed up or they're using like one of the vendors backup solutions. Um, we had a hospital. They got hit in November they finally reached out to us in like February of this year. And they're like, we're still like, we had their automatic cloud backups, but it's not working. We can't figure it out. So we still only have data that we've been inputting recently, but we don't have anything from November to February. So can you help us? And I'm like, well, again, if you would have called us like a week ago, yes, we can implement solutions. You never have have to worry about this. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. If you would have called six months ago, yes. Um, so testing it. So I think those are kind of the big things that you can do. Um, first of all, just change your mindset actually takes, take it serious. I mean, if the white, the letter from the white house that came out a couple weeks ago, if that doesn't at least make you think about it, then you're just counting the days until you get hit. And I hate to be like the bearer of bad news, but it seems like sometimes the only way you can get it through to people is it's like the only reason we're talking about this, whether you work with us or not, as long as you just like take it seriously. And and it doesn't have to be overly complicated. Just think about it, make sure you have the right things in place and you should be good.
0: Yeah. I think that's the big thing. Um, It's one of those things that can feel really overwhelming, like what are all my, what are all my holes and what needs to happen and who is not complying and you know, all of that. Um, And as somebody who, like I said, doesn't sleep because of some of this stuff very, 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 very commonly um, really the biggest things for us is just making sure that some of this stuff is foolproof for the staff, right? So like they, you know, our single sign-on solution, they have to update their passwords they can't use. Like like it's you know, we have all these stop gaps in there. Uh, it's all 2FA, everything's set to 2FA, even, even if it's coming through the single sign-on, especially yep. like if it's client data or whatever, it's all 2FA. Yep. I, you know, it's turned on for everything that I have the possibility for on that. So, you know, whatever we can do, you know, yep we just have to do our best
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like some people are like, you know, you always recommend a password manager. Um, You know, there's some great free ones like uh, Bitwarden is a great open source Mm -hmm. security tool that we in the, in the security industry, like, I mean, we leverage it. The great thing about Bitwarden is like, if you don't want to pay for the, you know, the nominal $3 a month or whatever, for their cloud hosting service, they give you all the tools and everything you need to do for free to set up your own password server on your own on your own server. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so it doesn't have to be hard. They have great extensions and everything. So it's just one click for all your staff. Like, and then the great thing is, is that all those really complicated passwords you create for all these accounts, nobody has to remember them. So when a staff member leaves, you update one password and that's the password they use to get into the password manager. And then the, you know, the rest is done. Like they don't know all the other ones because there are these weird strings and characters that are 15, you know, Mm -hmm. characters in length. And, It just makes things a lot easier.
0: Awesome. Um, Let's see. So how do you, we were actually talking about this before we started, but um, I was learning about the advanced um, tax credit today and sending emails to clients. And um, one of the things IRS just spun up literally like two days ago um, was their portal for this situation where you can check your payments, unroll, do the whole thing. Um, But they're using ID.me um, as one of their, like, identification, verification options. Um, and it was just an interesting process because I wanted to just, like, do it myself because I know I'm going to get questions. Um, so, like, how do you feel about, like, are those things helpful? You know, like, what does ID.me? Yeah. Like, what, as, like, as I'm doing this thing where I'm uploading my driver's license and they're scanning my face, Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. Secure, yes. hmm, yeah. but also I'm not
1: yeah um yeah this is actually an interesting topic i'm very much interested in uh personal privacy and security Mm -hmm. and i will say that we know the government big tech google facebook we haven't really heard anything from microsoft yet i'm assuming the day might come but um we know like they have been caught in the act of abusing data and collecting information on us that they shouldn't be collecting. Um, In the case of big data, it comes down in the form of lawsuits and fines and say like, Hey, don't do this again. But when it comes to the government, I mean, we had, I mean, I'm not, not to make a political statement, but Mm -hmm. from somebody that's, in cybersecurity, like Snowden is kind of a, an American hero. Like he gave up everything to tell you that the government was illegally spying on you. Mm -hmm. Like what they were doing was illegal. They were listening to your phone call. Like were they actually listening to your personal phone call? Maybe, maybe not, but either way you look at it, it was illegal. So we know that there's a bad track record. So on one hand, I appreciate using the idea of using, um, features or passwords that are very very hard to replicate. There are companies like YubiKey that have these little USB thumb drives and it record, you know it uses your your thumbprint. The nice thing about that is all the data stored on your thumbprint. So there's no like YubiKey's not storing your thumbprint. It's like gets registered in this little device and then it passes it through and that's how it reads. So it creates like a unique key on your YubiKey and then it passes that key through once you swipe that swipe your you know your thumbprint. So when you can kind of control your own data or like with like with bitcoin right like they you have your own personal bitcoin wallet and you can have a mm-hmm. hardware wallet so it's like when you can control the data i'm all in favor of it it becomes tough like but it's hard to get away from right like i don't i like the moves that apple is making towards better privacy and data protection mm-hmm. and we know that they have a picture of my face right mm-hmm. because i my phone's the only way to way to open it and, and i will say it it's actually terrible technology um the thumbprint was way better um But again, it's like, do we need, like, we don't, Apple says they're not doing anything with your face, but what are they really doing? You know? So there's just a lot of lines of like, well, you can't, you have kind of a checkered past. So we know we're not really sure we can trust you, but yet this is a better way forward in security. Mm -hmm. So on one hand, I like it, but it's how do we control how that data is being used and how are we make sure the people using it are being honest about it? I think those are my biggest questions and they're not easy to answer. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a great group called the Center for Humane Technology that looks a lot at like the the issues going on with like social media and mm-hmm. and tracking I mean they know they can <laughs> what's kind of sad is that like Facebook and stuff you know they talk about how like we know we can know that a couple's gonna get a divorce like a year before it happens mm-hmm. just by looking at their their what they're doing you know their behaviors on social media how long they spend at certain things and so it's like the information they have on you is ins- mm-hmm. it's insane. Um so yeah, but it's hard because I think these are the ways ways forward, and we see companies like YubiKey and other ones out there trying to make the push, but there's not widespread adoption. I mean, look at look at the cloud-based practice management systems in the vet space. I think there's only one of one that I know of that you can even limit login by IP address. So like if we don't want people to be able to log in from you know, like Bangladesh there's only one company I know that allows you to actually lock it down by IP address. So, and none of them have 2FA. So it's like, and those are like, I mean, I think even a a computer hardware manufacturer that we get a lot of our computers, like they, they require 2FA before I even log in to view my order history. So it's like everybody else is doing it, but we, as an industry, like, eh, we don't need to worry about it. Yeah.
0: It's interesting. Um, I, I I mean, Every time I renew my P PIN every year, which is I need to file tax returns and tell the IRS that I'm the prepare of the returns, um, or they come through my office. I have to agree that I that I've like updated all my cybersecurity security stuff, that I have a policy that we know what's gonna happen if something happens and who we call, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> we call the IRS to call
0: the FBI. Like we have yeah. to do all these things. If We call local law enforcement, yeah. like we have all these things we have to do if something happens or if we think something has happened. Um, and it just boggles my mind that other, you know, other people don't have that, but I also know that 90% of practitioners are not up at night thinking about
1: the piles piles of
0: stuff in their (laughs) office, personal stuff, right?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it is, I mean, it is like, we do see like industries like yours where, I mean, you've got like. I mean, you've got somebody's in basically entire life for their entire business on paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, there are expected, there are, you know, some expected better controls that need to be in place. And I think, again, that's where the disconnect happens for the vet industry. Cause like, well, we're not storing credit cards. We're not, um, you know, we're not holding people's social security numbers. Who cares? Well, it's like, well, now you have the CCPA and actually I was on a data panel the other day and we are talking about this cuz one of we are talking about how data gets used and they're like yeah but nobody you know it's like nobody really cares when fluffy's last vaccination record was and it's like well the california the government does right like uh cal the state of california and the other nine states that have adopted it because if i can it, this is a bad analogy cuz it's not just limited to this but it's the easiest way to make people to kind of grasp the concept is that if i can grab three pieces of data from from your organization and you weren't reasonably protected, then that's data that should be protected. So think about it. if I can get a dog's name, your full name in a phone number, like that allows me to triangulate a very specific person living in Denver, right? You know, it separates Jamie, you know, Jamie O'Kane in Denver from Jamie O'Kane in Massachusetts. So when it allows me to personally identify somebody there's a lot of risk there from a liability standpoint um, that that person then can potentially come back and, you know, sue you for, for whatever, for whatever they have come about it. So we just don't think that our data is valuable. So like, that's my, that's my tagline, right? Like helping the veterinarian realize the value of their data and then helping them take the necessary mm-hmm. steps to protect it.
0: Um, so speaking of Jamie, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so at this morning I'm, I'm digging around because I don't want to learn about the tax credit. And I get this email uh, and it's a DocuSign and it says, here's your, um, here's your uh, your address change. I I deleted it. I don't know. It was something about here's your address change for your life insurance policy. Never heard of this person before. It's like, who is this person? And I'm like on LinkedIn trying to figure out who he is. He's a wealth manager in Canada. I open the document because I can, because there's nothing on there to say like that no password mm. no kba which if we mm. send anything document, it's got kba on it nothing i just open it and apparently there's jamie O'Kane in canada who moved from new Brunswick to nova scotia and i have their phone number now
1: yeah well so what's okay this is really funny so
0: let me just tell you there's no, story about yeah. that so i email him back and i'm like Pretty sure this isn't for me <laughs> like this is not for me and he was like yeah. oh oh my gosh thanks for letting me know i'm like you're good and then he tries to sell me sell me financial advice and services <laughs> i was like no <laughs> not you no way so, well how, so
1: how did he get your contact info to say so,
0: so um so i was like so this isn't for me like and he's like oh okay he's like he's like i'm sorry and he like he went and he looked and he's like this is the email they gave. So in Gmail, if you have a dot in your email, it just ignores that. So they had given them my, it, it's its my email address just without the dot.
1: Uh,
0: um, Which is still mine. Regardless, they could put right. dots all over it. Yeah. It's mine. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't matter where you put the period in Gmail. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: He like, oh, it was the wrong email address, right? Because I emailed him back and mine has yeah. a dot in it.
1: Right? Uh, and he's
0: like oh it's the wrong email address he's like i'll yeah. have to go see what the client gave me he goes oh it was the wrong one he's like he avoids it and he resends it i get it again oh shit. and i was like yo yeah, guy in gmail the dot doesn't mean anything they gave you the wrong email address this yeah. has been my ad- my email address for decades
1: like yeah. You know, you, you, yeah
0: yeah but there's no security on it no like that design gives you a kba option it gives you a password option. Like there's yeah. tons of options with these things. They're just willingly sending it into the ether.
1: But because they don't take it seriously, right? They're like, oh, this is going to happen to CNA. This is going to happen to Colonial Pipeline. Mm-hmm. They're going to go after all these big people. It's like, no, that's the only, those are the only companies the news reports mm-hmm. on because it's $40 million, $15 mm-hmm. million when it's $115,000 and it falls under the FBI's half million dollar request, by the way, the FBI only raised their limit to half a million dollars because they were so inundated with, re- with cyber requests that they're like, well, we'll just raise the amount so that and then, well, I'll just pay buy- more
0: insurance so we can get yeah, to that 500,000. Yeah,
1: right? exactly. And so we just don't hear about it. Um, doing the math. The hard thing is, is there isn't real, like, the cybersecurity industry doesn't track the veterinary in individually, mm-hmm. so just doing the math and based on the number of veterinary hospitals that are considered small businesses, on average, looking at the statistics, yeah, it's about 95% two and a half percent of them. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's about two and a half hospitals a week that get that have some sort of cyber compromise. Yeah,
0: that's a good risk level. Of yeah, offense. yeah, that's really scary. Actually, it's so funny though because. I had a veterinarian, like, he, he contacted me on LinkedIn and he's like, hey, can you help us with this stuff? I was like, sure. Here's how you do the thing and I know, upload your tax returns. He's like, yeah, I can get that to work. And I just emailed them to you.
1: <laughs> no, you can't. No. No. <laughs> no. No. Why? Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Why would
0: you want to do that? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, you could even use. I mean, sometimes you know, like in a pinch, it's like, well, just you know, restrict a Google document in a in a restricted folder to one person, and then they only have access to it, and then delete mm-hmm. it. So it's like there are even simple workarounds mm-hmm. around that to be smart about it. But yeah, some it's people like, are just like, man, eh, it's gonna you be.
0: You can't upload to our secure portal. I can't help you. <laughs>
1: exactly. I'm not your IT guy.
0: Well, well, mostly because I just can't. Like how yeah. the liability on me.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. No. No. Yeah. Exactly. Go yeah. through a secure portal, Right. Cause the then account. they're gonna be like, hey, something happened with my tax returns. Like, yeah, cause you emailed it to me in plain text, guy. So, like, what did you expect to happen? Yeah.
0: I mean, literally, the only document I ever email as an attachment is something that, like, it's dropped a blank form that I just right. downloaded and sent. I even shut our Gmail down to receive attachments recently because people would like randomly send me stuff and i'm like you know Uh, you're supposed to upload this to one of our secure options yeah pick one um and then they're like i can't send you stuff i'm like i know the link is right (laughs) under my signature to upload something like it just goes into a bucket and we go through it every once in a while you know we're just letting (laughs) you know it's there like
1: you know it just got to the
0: point where i was like Sending me your personal
1: stuff.
0: Like, I don't even <laughs> want to be responsible for this anymore. Like, I don't,
1: right.
0: I don't deal with it. Right. You know? Yeah. Cause then
1: you got all this and you're like, oh, what do I, what do I do with this? Yeah.
0: Right. And yeah. because we moved all the emails over, it's like, I have a clean slate, right? Yeah. <laughs> clean exactly. slate. I don't have an yes. I don't have an email inbox full <laughs> of people's attachments anymore yeah. because we used to do that. Exactly. Um, and now that you guys moved all the emails over, it's like, you know. We just started with the 2020 ones <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and i was like that's
1: perfect great. that's actually yeah.
0: perfect this is the perfect yeah. time to just be like no,
1: no. nothing nothing yeah um, smart though i mean yeah but again like you're th- but i think that comes back to the, the important piece is that you're actively thinking about it right mm-hmm. like you're like no like this isn't safe like this isn't a, this isn't mm-hmm. bad practice so that's why we out like i you know one thing we try to do is just like constantly just put out Mm -hmm. information it's like here's some basic things just Mm -hmm. to start thinking about you know like we had a we had a client the other day that was like yeah our accountant's going out of town and she wants to be able to run payroll from the hotel and i was like no not happening absolutely not like you're telling me you want to access the entire company that you know is worth say six seven million dollars their payroll from a hotel well wi-fi in like mexico like i'm sorry i'm not authorizing that like if you work around me and you figure it out yourself, that's on you. But at least here, you're saying, I, like, I'm not, I, it's not happening.
0: Outside of my office, the only time I work on myself, on my laptop, is through my hotspot. That's
1: it. Yep.
0: I do yep. not connect to other Wi Fi.
1: Yep. So well, again, I think it comes down to like basic understanding. Like, people don't realize that, like, the way Wi Fi works is there's not like a direct Wi Fi to your computer. Mm-hmm. So when I request my bank login information, it's sending that information to every device connected to that access point, and mm-hmm. it's up to the machine to say, "Nope, that's not me," and then it's up to my computer to say, "Yep, that's me." So I'm talking with like a fifteen dollar Wi-Fi card you can get on Amazon. You can listen to all that traffic. Um, I, it's actually kind of fun. This is illegal, so I don't recommend doing this, and I'm not admitting that I have done it either. But if you but want it, to scare the crap be, out of
0: yourself, <laughs> but it can
1: but it can be fun. If you go to a if you were hypothetically to go to and a hotel, go to a
0: Starbucks.
1: Yeah. Or a Starbucks. Well, the fun one is to go to a hotel because hotels are fun because they can be fun theoretically, because people generally have to check into the Wi-Fi using their room number and last name, right? So that's how you get access to the, mm-hmm. the building Wi-Fi. So with this device, it it has to send that information somehow, right? So if you just listen, I mean you can start seeing. You could theoretically see everybody's hotel room number and, you know, their last name. And so you would, you can, you're like, oh, Steve is staying in room 404 and Mary's staying in 505. And then you can choose which one of those accounts you want to use to get yourself some free Wi-Fi potential, theoretically, theoretically, yeah. Potentially. Because that's illegal. I'm not saying anybody should do that because <laughs> you'll get in trouble. But,
0: but it's possible. This is
1: an idea that you could do. You could test it on your own Wi Fi device. So oh, you know, Lord. or you know, your neighbors, like yeah. ask your neighbor if you can hack their Wi Fi and you can get yourself a Wi Fi card, sniff the traffic, and you can see the handshake going and then you can a lot of times get the password and yeah. I guess a good a good story from that is uh, there's a podcast I listen to called Darknet Diaries, and they just tell they interview a lot of former hackers who are now out of jail and they they got caught or however they got caught. This one guy, Cam the Carter, they called him. He went around to small businesses like vet hospitals, barber shops, coffee shops, anybody that had open Wi-Fi, and once he he connected, he would or if they just offered Wi-Fi, right? Like mm-hmm. if they're um, And so he would, especially if it was open, it was far easier because then he would just get on the network. Then he would, through some basic tools, figure out which machine was processing the credit cards. And if you have some sort of integration with the computer, the memory on the computer has to convert it to plain text to be able to to process it. So the communication from the machine to the computer is encrypted, but the computer in the actual physical RAM, like you want to upgrade your RAM to like say 16 gigs, like that actual RAM, has to convert it to plain text temporarily to be able to process the transaction. So what he would do is he would take some tools that do memory dumps from these machines and it just dumps all the raw memory from the from the computer processing all of this credit card information. And it would just dump it into a log file. And so then he would come back later, connect to the Wi-Fi, grab that log file. And then there's a simple algorithm. There's a credit card algorithm. I can't remember what it's called, but there's a tool that will then scan files and look for, so he would get, basically these bases again of name the ccv like everything he would need from from a credit card he stole 50 million dollars wow. using free wi-fi <laughs> yeah
0: Bonkers. yeah and then well, and and, it's like anytime your credit card gets compromised which for us like happens like once a year right yep at this point I like i think but where were we and I always like, how would we even know? Like, it wasn't yeah. even like, who knows what happened? Right. Because,
1: yeah, I mean, you can try to be safe with it, right? But you don't know what the barbershop or the vet hospital, you don't know how they're protecting, you know, yeah. if there's somebody sitting in the parking lot, just,
0: well, just helping weas, that info. We use our for everything. Like, and yeah. we just pay it off every month. So it's like yeah. one of these 80 billion charges, <laughs> you know, exactly. and they have our recurring information in here yeah. usually. Yeah. Um, who knows? Yeah. Just something we deal with <laughs> you know but the credit cards become more of a bit way more sophisticated like i've been standing in line at costco and they're like is that you trying to buy 500 dollars?"
1: oh yeah exactly yeah, like i'm my, like yeah it is yeah. me <laughs> yeah like i get like every time now like it's kind of annoying right like all of a sudden i'll get like a oh notification that you know every time i buy something but on the other hand it's nice because like all of a sudden it popped up it was like hey somebody's trying to buy mm-hmm. dinner in mexico and i'm like that ain't me like, <laughs> no, unfortunately, same that's not me. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it's bad. That's
0: awesome. All right. um Before I ask my last question, what is the easiest way to find you?
1: Easiest way is probably www.luca.vet, is where you can find us. You can get our free ebook there, our five simple steps to protect your practice, five simple things you can do over a weekend. It's totally free. You can just go download it. Um, yeah. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. It's the, the only other social media site you'll find me on can find me there.
0: Awesome. Um, the last question for you What is the number one thing that a hospital can do today to secure their data.
1: Um, have good business continuity in place. So don't just have backups in place. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen. Imagine a scenario where you, you got hit. How do you make sure your business still functions Mm -hmm. in under an hour or less? Mm -hmm. So your server's entirely down, whatever. How do you make sure you can get back up and running? Um, Really test that. How much data can you lose? Have some sort of business continuity plan in place so that if you were to get hit with a ransomware, it goes from a major disaster to just the mild inconvenience. If you can do that, then you can think about the other things so that that doesn't happen. But at least if you have a way to get out of it and not have it completely destroy you for the next six months, year, going to be a lot better off um you also have a podcast so i
0: needed to talk about that real fast yeah
1: Yeah. it's the people of veterinary medicine um jamie was on always looking for amazing people doing amazing things um doing yeah looking for amazing people doing amazing things in vet med, and then just trying to tell their story so it has nothing to do with cybersecurity. i probably in there mentioned my how i relate to the -hmm. the vet industry through that but it's not about pretty much the same thing we do over here. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. This is. True. I rarely it's
0: talk right. about tactics, yeah. but you know.
1: Yeah. Jackson, yeah. Exactly. Jackson, so you,
0: yeah. But, yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's
1: it. yeah, you can find awesome. that.
0: All right. Well, so well, great to
1: chat with you. It's been a while. We so. haven't seen any. I don't think we've had any FaceTime since the I know. pandemic hit. So. <laughs> I was like, should
0: we do in-person, Clint? And I was like, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thank you for being with us today. Um, if you want to leave, if you want to stop leaving money on the table, hop over to our website and get your copy of the five commonly missed opportunities to save money with your taxes um, at the bottom of the website. So check that out. Um, and until next week. Thank you, awesome. Mr. Clint, for being with us today. Oh, good to see you. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant.